brother! Okay, Ben, so last week we dove in hard, trying to uncover the true identity of Master Ash. And if you haven't seen that video yet, I highly recommend going and checking that out first and then coming back here and watching the rest of this video because we're picking up right where we left off. But the brief recap is this. We believe that Master Ash is none other than Quoth's true enemy amongst the Chandrian, Cinder. We know Quoth has a literal knack for naming and has almost named him on several occasions without even realizing it. Plus there's the whole, you know, ashes and cinders are pretty much the same thing as it relates to fire. They're synonyms. But what I really like about that theory is it means that Cinder has actually been way more present in the Chronicle than Patrick Rothfuss would have you believe. Or maybe it's more present than Quoth would have you believe. I'm not really sure which one of them is keeping it from us at this point. Either way, whilst the Chandrians seem to be the big bad of the entire series, Cinder in particular is the one Quoth is after. And yet, in the first 244 chapters, that's both books, he has appeared just twice? Although I guess to be fair, chapter 92 of The Wise Man's Feared is like half a page, so. 243 chapters! But to be double fair, the Cathay does count this as very lucky, a twice in a lifetime opportunity. But what does the Cathay even know, am I right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, everything. The first time we meet Cinder is in chapter 16 of The Name of the Wind, fittingly titled Hope, which if you'll recall, is the chapter when Quoth's parents are killed. So um, actually, I, I don't think it's a fitting title at all. But after that, he doesn't show up again until chapter 91 of The Wise Man's Fear as the leader of the bandits that Quoth takes out. And Quoth doesn't even know it's him when he's doing it. But my point is, for the big bad, he's barely in the books. It would be like if in Sorcerer's Stone, Harry learned that Voldemort killed his parents and then Voldemort didn't show up again until Deathly Hallows. Look, I'm sorry, I just need my villains conveniently to show up at the end of every school year. Is that too much to ask? Not that Quoth really has school years, it's just terms, but they're only like two months long, which seems really short, but then you're like, how long is a month? 35-esque day? I don't know. Span. A span is 11 days. I know that one. They don't really spell it out for you, though, for quite some time, and I feel like that should have been really just entry-level information. Okay, I've got it off track. Here's the thing, though. I actually think Cinder is in the story way more than you think. Just not as himself. As you already know, we think he's Master Ash, meaning he's already pretty present and sequestering away Denna and even beating her, just totally messing with Quoth. But to what end is he messing with Quoth? That's really the question. I mean, he very nearly kills him the first time they meet if the Chandrian hadn't been scared away by someone, but that's a video for another day. But if he is Master Ash and he does want to kill Quoth, it seems like it would be easy enough. And it seems like that would be his mission. I mean, the Chandrian are dead set on erasing any mention of them from the world and Quoth saw them with his own green eyes and spoke to them. So why isn't Cinder killing Quoth? Well, I think the answer lies all the way across the four corners in Mayor Alvaron's court, sitting across the tack board from Quoth playing a beautiful game. Hey, candles! We got them! You can smell them! Okay, so like any idea we can pull from the name of the wind, it is hard to know where to begin. So let's just spell it out. In case you didn't catch my super sly reference there at the end of the intro, we think that Quoth's one true friend in the mayor's court, Brayden, is actually 
Cinder. Wait, didn't you say he was Master Ash? Yes, Cinder is Master Ash, is Brayden. It's all the same guy. If you need a bit of a recap on Brayden, he is fittingly a bit of a mystery, but he's also the only one in the mayor's court who is able to get through Foth's defenses. Foth has traveled across the world to come do some job for the mayor. He doesn't even know what it is. But once he is in the mayor's estate and is seen wandering around the court with the mayor, more and more people start wondering, who is this guy? And most of these folks are just exactly what you'd expect from such high society gossips. Everybody knows Quoth is in town, he's spending time with the mayor, but nobody knows why. And that's a pretty ripe story. On top of that, Quoth himself is very aware that he is about as low on the totem pole status-wise as one can be. But he also values and knows that respecting the mayor's secrecy is vital to securing this unknown job with him. And this job is huge for Quoth because if he succeeds in it, he is thinking the mayor could potentially become his patron. And not just a patron, but a patron who is higher in the social pecking order than the Jackus family, meaning even Ambrose couldn't pull rank on it. And from the sounds of it, the mayor was just a technicality away from sitting on the throne himself, and either way is still rich as the King of Ventus. But I bring all this up to point out one key thing. The stakes are very, very high for Quoth, and no one is more aware of it than him. He cannot afford to let secrets slip, to let people know where he came from or why he is there. He has to be extremely careful about showing any of his cards. But Brayden becomes the exception. Brayden provides two things to Quoth that he desperately needs, information and entertainment. But first, he is just immediately mysterious. He shows up to Quoth's room unannounced and uninvited and completely ignoring the entire ring sending system that is so custom to all of the nobles. And let's just start with his physical description. It might sound clunky at first, but I promise you it cleans up very well. Brayden was older, not elderly by any means, but what I consider grandfather old. His colors weren't colors at all, merely ash gray and dark charcoal. His hair and beard were pure white and all cut to the same length, making a frame for his face. Following that, we also learn his eyes are brown and they're referred to as brown for the first two times times you hear Quoth describe them, but after that are always just described as dark. He clicked down a stone, his dark eyes crinkling with amusement. Brayden's dark eyes peered at me. Who would dare insult such a man with an iron ring? And the dark eyes matter because that is one of the key identifying traits of Cinder, that he has all black eyes with no sclera. The sclera is the white part of your eye. And again, if you'll recall from last week's video, Shayan describes Ferula, aka Cinder, as chill and dark of eye. Uh, okay, but Jake Foth has seen Cinder before. Don't you think he'd recognize him sitting across the table from him? And even if Brayden has dark eyes, they're, they're still brown with sclera, so... So what about that? Yes, that is very true, and yet it is really not a problem. Remember, the Cathay also tells Quoth, don't feel bad you didn't recognize him. They have a lot of experience hiding those telltale signs. So obviously Cinder has a way of hiding the eyes thing, and we actually think we know how by using the fan magic of Glamoury. Glamoury is a type of a fan magic which is the art of making something seem which is distinct from grammary, which is the craft of making something 
be. So Grammary, for example, is what Florian does to make Foth's shade. Glamoury, on the other hand, is what Bast is using to conceal the fact that he has hooves in the mortal realm. And if you're scratching your head here like, I don't remember any of this, I don't blame you. It's only mentioned extremely briefly in the two books and only gets really described in detail in The Lightning Tree. But in a nutshell, it's just illusion magic with limits. Bast, for example, can make himself look like a human, but can't seem to turn off his overall elegance or grace. So when it comes to looking like Brayden, Cinder is able to conceal himself enough to look like a regular human, but he can't turn off the dark eyes or the white hair. Not only that, but did you catch that his colors are ash gray and charcoal? So first of all, uh, Ash, like Master Ash, who also has white hair, BTW, and also Ash, like Ash's in a fire, like, oh yeah, cinders. But also, also, actually, actually, when you have gray ash and charcoal, do you know what you specifically don't have? Fire. It means you recently had fire, but now you're cold. Get it? Not enough though? Need more? No worries. Because speaking of Master Ash though, guess what? When Quoth tells Denna that he's been working in the mayor's court, Denna responds, oh, well, then maybe you've already met my patron because he's also a frequenter of the court. Oh, is he now? Because you know who else is a frequenter of the court? Brayden, who Quoth has indeed met. And I know that might sound like a leap because there's just so many random members of the court anyway, but going back to the Cathay, remember, he also tells Quoth that Denna's patron has recently started beating her with his walking stick. Two days ago, he used his walking stick. That was new. Well, it's the size of your thumb under her clothes. First of all, that sounds extremely painful. And second of all, do you know who happens to have a walking stick? Brayden. And not just a walking stick, mind you, a fancy walking stick. It says it is a polished silver handle wrought in the shape of a snarling wolf's head. Yeah, that doesn't sound threatening at all. <laughs> A wolf, indeed. Do you mean perhaps like a wolf in sheep's clothing? Uh, yeah, no, I think it's exactly like a wolf in sheep's clothing, or maybe more specifically, a wolf in dog's clothing. Later on in The Wise Man's Fear, when Quoth is out hunting bandits in the Eld, he is discussing the woods with his woodsman, Martin, and Martin is describing them as wild. They may seem tame, but make no mistake, they're wild. Here is the comparison he uses. I looked around. It looks the same as most other forests I've seen. A wolf looks like a dog, Martin said simply, but it's not. And the same goes for Brayden. He looks like a dog, like your best friend, but he's not. He's a wolf and it's right there on his walking stick. Okay, Jay, sure, but how could Brayden be Cinder if we knew that Cinder is out in the Eld leading the very bandits you just mentioned? Excellent point, excellent point. But do you know who happens to leave the city just before Quoth goes hunting the bandits? Brayden. In fact, Quoth laments this fact. Making things worse was the fact that Brayden had left Severin several days ago to visit some nearby relatives. I didn't realize how much I'd come to depend on him until he was gone. And then again, I sent a ring to Brayden, but the runner returned with the news that he was still away from the estate. Those two quotes are just five chapters apart, and that second chapter is the very one in which the mayor asks Quoth to go hunting the bandits. I suppose you've heard the trouble on the roads of late. 
Only rumors, your grace. <laughs> rumors I have been trying to keep quiet. Someone has been waylaying my tax collectors on the North Road. Right, right. So Brayden leaves and then five chapters later, there are bandits on the North Road, which thanks to the court gossip, we also know is the same direction away from the court in which Brayden lives. Even Brayden made an appearance. He was said to conduct pagan rituals in the secluded woods outside his Northern estates. They were described with such extravagant and meticulous detail that I wondered if they weren't copied directly from the pages of some old Aturan romance. Aw, look at Quoth dismissing important information because he trusts Brayden instead of recognizing that this isn't gossip at all and it's exactly what's happening. Oh my gosh, if I had a jot for every single time Quoth failed to do just something obvious because he thinks he's smarter than the situation, I would have... I don't know how much money because it's really hard to keep up with the currency in these books, but a lot. But the real question is why, right? Like if Cinder wants to kill Quoth, why isn't he just killing him? Why is he instead playing games of tack with him in disguise? Like if the Chandrian are really trying to wipe out anyone who knows anything about them, then what gives? Well, honestly, we don't have to guess because I think Brayden literally tells us and Quoth the answer. My plan is to insinuate myself into your favor now. I will make myself useful and entertaining. I will provide conversation and a way to pass the time. Then when your star grows ascendant in the mare's sky, I may find myself in possession of an unexpectedly useful friend. Okay, so this is obviously more in the context of royal standing, status, favors, etc. But let's look at it through the lens of Cinder. Why would Cinder need Quoth's help for anything? Because he's already a pretty mighty, evil, powerful force. Why does he need Quoth? Well, who is Cinder beholden to? And Gold Star, if you can see where I'm going with this. Haliax. From Quoth's first encounter with the Chandrian, we know that Haliax knows Cinder's true name and thus, has power over him. Refresh me again as to our relationship, Cinder, the shadowed man said, a deep sliver of anger running through his patient tone. I, I am in your service, Cinder made a placating gesture. You are a tool in my hand, the shadow man interrupted gently, nothing more. A hint of defiance touched Cinder's expression. He paused. I, the soft voice went as hard as a rod of Ramson steel. Therula. Cinder is under Haliax's reign, and not because he necessarily believes in Haliax's mission or his pecking order, or even especially the pecking order, but because Haliax knows the true inner workings of Cinder's name. And I think this is why he needs Quoth, because he needs someone who has a knack for naming, who can potentially understand the inner workings of Haliax's name. And to be honest, we've already seen Quoth demonstrate this exact ability on powerful living beings like Feloria. And this is a feat we know he accomplished thanks to Elodin. Quoth thinks he subdues Felorian by calling the wind, but Elodin clarifies. But I think there's more to your story than you realize. You called more than the wind. From what you've said, I believe you called Felorian's name itself. What's so crazy and great about it is that Brayden is literally telling Quoth his plan, just not in a context Quoth can recognize. Any man that's half awake can spot a trap that's laid for him, but to stride in boldly with a plan to turn it on its ear, that is a marvelous thing. He smiled without any of the grimness leaving his face. To set a trap and know someone will come in wary, ready with a trick of their own, then beat them? 
That is twice marvelous. Remember in the last video how we talked about just how unlikely it was that on the very day Quoth is supposed to meet Denna for lunch, there's a fire in the fishery and he has to miss it and instead Denna meets her patron? Or was it a coincidence there was a Dracus, a creature that can breathe blue fire right next to the moth and farm days after it was destroyed by very clearly the Chandrian? And that Master Ash happened to be there? Is it a coincidence that Quoth is literally across the map from the university and he runs into none other than Denna when he can never find her even when she's just a mile away? More like a coincidenna, am I right? <laughs> no! I'm not right because they are not coincidences. It's all a long con. Cinder has laid his trap and Quoth is ready to come barging in with a trap of his own, traveling the world, learning every skill imaginable. But Cinder is going to beat him anyway because he arranged the whole thing beautifully. But there you go, guys. That's our theory. Cinder is using Quoth to defeat Haliax. Quoth will learn Haliax's name, bring him down, win the day, and oh no, now Cinder's in charge. Whoops. But then my question for you and everyone else is, who else do you think is Cinder? Because I don't think it stops at just Brayden and Master Ash. I think he's popping up in a few other places as well. But let me know your thoughts in the towel section down below. Guys, thanks as always for watching today's video. Don't forget to leave a like on it if you haven't already and subscribe so you don't miss any future Name of the Wind content from us. If you want to know Quoth's true last name, you can check out this video right here. But Ben, until next time, I will see you in another life. Bro.